0: Hello everyone and welcome back to the Kids Story Room. Thanks again to everyone who's been writing in. We love your messages and also thanks to all of you who've contributed to our busking hat recently. Your generosity is so very much appreciated. Creating these stories really is a mammoth amount of work and those gestures of recognition of our work make a real difference. So thank you very much. Now today's story is a special one for indigo and summer and their grandma who has a special birthday this year happy birthday indigo and summer's grandma indigo and summer's grandma is a dolphin volunteer and this story is for her concept by indigo and summer i hope you enjoy Grandma's Dolphin, by Anna Steen. Indigo and Summer loved summer holidays. For three glorious weeks, they would go to their grandma and granddad's beach shack. Grandma and granddad's shack was right on the beach, and Indigo and Summer would spend the long warm days beachcombing, collecting shells, looking for crabs in the rock pools, swimming and snorkelling, adventuring with Grandma and going fishing with Grandad. There was a long jetty not far from the shack, a jetty that reached out into the sea for what seemed like miles and miles. Indigo and Summer spent hours on that jetty. Sometimes they'd fish with Grandad, sitting quietly on the edge of the jetty and squealing as Grandad pulled up big, slimy, black ink-squirting squid or clap furiously if he caught a big King George whiting. That meant fresh fish and homemade chips for tea. Whiting was so delicious. Indigo and Summer sometimes threw a line in themselves, but often they got distracted by a flock of gulls overhead, or a pelican cruising into land on the water in front of them, and they forgot to watch their lines, and the cheeky little tiddlers would nibble their bait away and the lines would pull up with hooks squeaky clean. Got to keep an eye on the line, girls, Grandad would say. We know, Grandad, they'd reply, bait their lines again and throw them in, only to forget moments later as they watched a big stingray glide beneath them under the jetty. After a while, they'd pack up their lines and say, We're going for a dip, Grandad. All right, girls, just keep away from my line, all right? We know, Grandad, they'd laugh and run down the jetty and leap clean off the edge into the clear blue water, making a terrific splash. Thanks for that, you've scared all the fish away. Sorry, Grandad, they'd cry, and then spent ages diving in between the old barnacle-clad pylons of the jetty. Grandma often joined the girls as they swam. Grandma also spent hours on the beach fixing up the outboard motor for her little boat. Grandma was a volunteer coast guard, and she spent lots of time out in her tinny, putt-putting along the coastline, checking that the lobster pots hadn't accidentally trapped any sea creatures in their lines. Grandma also checked in with other boats out on the water, to make sure they weren't catching more fish than they should, and that the fish were the right size. If they were too small, they had to be thrown back so they could grow up and have a chance to breed, so that the numbers of fish in the sea didn't diminish. Grandma knew so much about the sea and the coastline. Indigo and Summer loved to listen to her stories about all the different sorts of fish that lived in the sea. Grandma was particularly special too because she could talk to dolphins. No one believed Indigo and Summer at school when they told their friends about her, but it was true, they had seen it with their own eyes. Grandma could call the dolphins by diving underwater and calling to them in dolphin-speak, as she called it. It sounded like high-pitched funny squeaking to Indigo and Summer, but nevertheless, whenever Grandma did this, the dolphins would come swimming from out past the reef and glide gently up to Grandma and swim all around her. Indigo and Summer would go in the water with Grandma when she did this, and the thrill of having a pod of wild dolphins, sometimes ten or twelve of them, swimming all around them was so exciting. Grandma knew all the dolphins, she said, They were the local pod, and she'd been living here with them for years. This year, when Indigo and Summer came to stay, on the first still and calm day they had, Grandma took them out to swim with the dolphins. She wanted to show them two new baby dolphins that had arrived that year. It was still early morning, but the sun was already hot and high in the sky, and the sea was still and smooth as glass. The three of them swam a little way out past the jetty together, waving up at Grandad who was sitting on the end of the jetty reading the newspaper with a cup of coffee. He waved back. Have fun, he called down to them. Why don't you join us Grandad, called up Summer. Ah no, my old joints aren't what they used to be. My shoulders don't much like to swim out deep anymore. You have fun, I'll watch you from here. Grandad had got false teeth put in that year, and every time he talked, they sort of bounced around in his mouth. It made Indigo and Summer laugh, but if he took them out, they couldn't understand a word he said, so they just had to try very hard not to laugh. The problem was Grandad thought it was funny too, and when they laughed, he laughed, and then his teeth bounced around even more, and then it was a right old teeth-bouncing hilarious hullabaloo. As Grandad smiled at them, his teeth did a little jump and slid right out of his mouth. He caught them just with his coffee cup. He pulled them out and slid them back into place. Ugh, Grandad, that's gross, said Indigo. Ah, well, better in than out, replied Grandad, and he settled back in his chair and disappeared behind the paper. Grandma, Indigo and Summer laughed and kept swimming. The sea near their shack was a beautiful, clear, greeny blue. There was white sand that ran all the way along the beach and all the way out until the end of the jetty. At the end of the jetty, the water turned a slightly darker blue, as this was where the reef began. It was a shallow reef here, not shallow enough to walk on, although sometimes your feet could reach a rock or two when the tide was very low, but it was a much shallower reef than the deep blue beyond. This rocky ridge ran out for about 10 metres – a corally, rock-cavey, weedy reef full of fish and snorkel-rich wonders. Then beyond that, the reef dropped down deep, and the water became an even darker blue. Indigo and Summer weren't allowed to go beyond the edge of the reef – that's where the big fish swam. Not that they wanted to go beyond the reef anyway – it was so vast and so deep and scary not like the brightly coloured coral and kelp-covered rocks near the jetty, or the light, happy green of the sandy water. But when Grandma called the dolphins, she swam right to the edge of the reef. Sometimes the dolphins came in closer of their own accord, but if Grandma wanted to call them in, she had to go deeper. So the girls followed her at a bit of a distance and waited, treading water over the shallow rocky reef. Grandma swam out, right to the edge of the deep blue, and dived down. The girls dived too so they could hear her. They were trying to learn how to speak dolphin, but it was quite hard to decipher. Grandma opened her mouth, and out came a sound like this. (coughs) Indigo and Summer bobbed back up to the surface and laughed. It was a very funny sound. Then Grandma bobbed back up too and called to the girls, They'll be along soon. While they waited, the girls dived and looked at the beautiful, colourful reef beneath them. They had their masks on so as to see the dolphins better, and it also meant they could explore the reef. Today, amongst the yellowy-orange rocks and red coral outcrops, there was a school of yellow and blue fish circling a big blue groper who was hovering near the bottom. He was a huge fish. They knew Grandad called him Bluey, as he had lived on the reef there for many years. Not far from where Bluey was hovering, a small school of whiting were darting in and out between the waving kelp. "'We'll have to tell Grandpa,' Indigo said to Summer. "'It could be a fish and chips night tonight.' Mmm, said Summer, "'unless the dolphins come and eat them first. And sure enough, as the girls dived down and looked out toward the dark sea beyond the reef, several shadowy forms were swimming toward them. Here they come, called Grandma. Indigo and Summer watched, always in amazement, as the shadowy forms came closer and grew bigger and lighter, taking the shape of a pod of dolphins. It was always such a thrilling feeling to be so close to these beautiful, happy, most lovely of creatures. The girls loved the way that the dolphins swam up to them and glided sideways, looking at them out of one eye, a smile on their faces. "'Can you see the babies?' called Grandma as she swam with the pod of dolphins circled around her. Indigo and Summer dived again, searching the pod, and there... Nestled next to their mum's sides were two baby dolphins, looking out cautiously at Indigo and Summer, two strangers in their underwater world. Oh, they're so gorgeous, called Summer as she burst to the surface. I love them, cried out Indigo. The girls dived again and swam a little closer. They never pushed their luck and tried to get too close. These were wild dolphins, and you had to respect that. Especially when there were babies there, the pod would be very protective. Grandma always taught them to let the dolphins come to them. If they were curious, they would. If they had something else to do, like seek out some fish, then to let them be. Don't chase. The girls dived again, seeking out the babies amongst the big, graceful bodies of the dolphins. What they saw this time, though, was a vision they would never forget. One of the dolphins, An older one, by the looks of the battle scars across her back and fin, had swum very close to Grandma and was hovering in the water before her. Grandma reached out and stroked the side of the dolphin's face, and as she did so, the dolphin leaned into her, and its smile seemed to broaden. "'Wow!' said Indigo as she broke the surface to breathe. "'This is one of the most incredible things I've ever seen!' "'Yeah!' agreed Summer." They really are friends. That must be Grandma's dolphin, the one she talks about, the one she says understands her, who she's known the longest. Grandma's dolphin, said Indigo. How cool is that? I wonder if one day we will ever get that close. At that moment, Grandma swam up beside them. Well, girls, did you see the babies? Yes, chorused the girls. They are so cute. And we saw your dolphin, Grandma. We didn't know you were actually really friends with them. Oh, yes, said Grandma. We've been friends for many years. I rescued her from her fishing net many years ago when she was very young. You can still see the scars across her back. We've been good friends ever since. Come on, let's go and tell Grandpa there's whiting about. If the dolphins don't eat them all, we might be able to have a couple for tea. And Grandma slid away through the water. The girls watched her glide through the water admiringly before splashing noisily after her. When they got back to the jetty they told Grandpa about the whiting. He leapt up and set off along the jetty back to the shack to get a rod and some bait. Grandma told them she was going out in the boat to check some lines and asked the girls if they would like to come. But the sun was warm, and the air was still, and they felt deliciously lazy, and decided to stay on the jetty and watch Grandpa fish. The girls ran back to the shack to get sunscreen, hats and towels. As they were returning to the jetty, they watched Grandma push the boat out, start the motor and shoot out to sea, the dolphins frolicking behind her in the wake of the boat. "'What a great day!' said Indigo. "'I hope Grandpa catches a fish.' then it will be perfect. By the time they got to the end of the jetty, Grandpa already had a line in and was perched in his deck chair right on the edge of the jetty. The tide's turning, he said to the girls. Fish'll be biting any minute. And just as the girls had settled themselves on their towels beside him, sure enough, the line went taut and the rod bowed deep down toward the water. Got one! shouted Grandad, and stood up out of his chair to better control the rod. "'Oh, it's a big un too!' he cried. But as he yelled out in excitement and leaned over the edge of the jetty to look down into the water below, his teeth, which bounced when he talked, chose that very moment to bounce right out of his mouth and fell down, down, down into the sea, where they landed with a tiny splish and disappeared beneath the surface.' My poop, my poop, grandpa shouted, a look of horror on his face. Your teeth, granddad, your teeth, the girls cried. My poop, my poop, quick, by-bam and be "What?" asked Indigo. Granddad was yelling while still struggling with the rod which was bending every which way as the fish on the end of the line fought against it. by and be grandpa shouted. The girls watched him carefully. Bye, bum and bum, again the garbled cry. Summer suddenly yelled out, Are you saying dive down and get them, Grandad? He nodded fervently at them. Bush, bye, bum and bum. At last they understood. Trying not to laugh, the girls pulled their masks on, dropped their hats on their towels and dived back in. Just as they dove in, they saw Grandad hauling a huge whiting up through the water, and through the glimmering surface they watched as he pulled the big fish up through the air, a huge toothless grin upon his face. Well, at least dinner was sorted, but they were going to have to find his teeth for poor Grandad to be able to eat it. Indigo and Summer dived, searching the sand beneath the jetty. They couldn't see the teeth anywhere. They dived along the edges of the jetty pylons. They scoured the sand from left to right, swimming as low to the bottom as they could go. Nothing. Indigo pointed toward the reef, and Summer nodded, and they swam toward the rocks. They pulled apart big fronds of kelp, looking for the teeth in amongst the weed. They scanned the rocks, scaring away a school of leather jackets nibbling at some coral. They came up for air several times, and were just about to give up, when Summer let out a high-pitched scream under the water and pointed furiously toward a big yellow rock on their left. Sitting there, on the rock, was Grandpa's teeth, the pink and white jaw opening and closing gently in the current. The girls started to push through the water towards the teeth, but before they could get there, Bluey, the groper, emerged from beneath the rock, swam up over the teeth, looked at them for just a moment, before snaffling them up into his mouth. The girls panicked and pushed faster through the water toward Bluey. The teeth didn't fit all the way in Bluey's mouth, but appeared to have got stuck in there. His big groper lips caught halfway over the teeth in a curious lopsided fish grin. It was the most bizarre thing Indigo and Summer had ever seen, and if they hadn't been holding their breath they would have fallen into fits of panicked giggles. They knew they needed to find a way to get the teeth back from Bluey, but at the same time, it was probably the funniest thing they had ever seen in their life—a of fish wearing their granddad's false teeth. The girls needed to breathe, so they had to lose sight of Bluey for a moment and swim up to take in air. As they breached the surface, they could see Granddad waving madly at them. "Bibbimbam," he shouted. "What?" shouted back Indigo. I think he's asking if we found them, said Summer. Well, we sort of found them, Grandad, yelled Indigo back to him. But Bluey the Groper has them. He's wearing them. And the girls burst out laughing. Grandad shouted a tirade of nonsense towards them. We'll get them back, Grandad. Don't worry. Boom. They heard Grandad hollering as the girls took another deep breath and sank beneath the surface. Bluey was still there, floating about above the rock with the false teeth, pushing his big fish lips back into a weird humanish smile. The girls had to control their laughter so that they could continue to hold their breath. They swam toward Bluey, hoping that he might just spit the teeth out, but he didn't. Every time they got close, he darted away, hiding behind rocks or coral or kelp. He wouldn't let the girls get near him, and he wouldn't release the teeth. Indigo and Summer looked at each other in panic. This wasn't working. They swam back up to the surface. Grandad was standing there yelling and waving, but the girls ignored him this time. They had to come up with a plan, and fast. "'What are we going to do?' asked Summer. The teeth must be stuck in Bluey's mouth, and he's scared of us, so he's never going to let us get near enough to help him get them out of his mouth, said Indigo. An idea dawned on Summer. There's one thing we could try, she said. What? asked Indigo. We could try calling the dolphins. But we don't know how to, exclaimed Indigo. Only Grandma can do that. Well, it is our only hope. We have to try. I guess you're right, agreed Indigo. I mean, we've heard Grandma do it often enough. Let's try. The girls slid beneath the surface of the water again and called out in the way that they'd heard Grandma do. <coughs> and they also tried, "Please help, I The high-pitched sounds seemed so tiny in the water around them. It seemed impossible the dolphins could ever hear them. They rose back up to the surface to breathe and to watch the surface of the sea around them for any sign of fins. They trod water as they waited and watched. Nothing. Let's try again, said Indigo. Please help E.R.C. Then back to the surface to wait. They couldn't bear to look back at Grandad, who was still hooting on the jetty. They didn't want to disappoint him. What was he going to do without any teeth? But just as they were about to give up and turn back to the jetty, Summer cried, Look, Indigo! There they are! They're coming! And there, way out to sea, carving through the water towards them, was a group of dolphins, fins rising and falling beneath the water as they travelled. "'Oh, my!' cried Indigo. "'They heard us! They understood us!' Even Grandad grew quiet behind them as they all watched the pod of dolphins approaching the girls. As they swam closer and closer, Indigo and Summer could see that it was the same pod from before. There was Grandma's dolphin, distinguishable from the scars across her back, and the two baby dolphins rising and falling through the water up close to their mums. Then there were about six other dolphins swimming around the outskirts of the pod, protecting the older dolphins and the mothers and babies as they swam. The dolphins swam straight up to the girls and formed a circle around them. The girls were wide-eyed, the dolphins had only ever circled Grandma before and the girls had always been on the outside. Now they were in the centre, the dolphins slowly circling them, looking at them with one eye at a time, smiling curiously at them. "'What do we do?' asked Summer. "'Now that they're here, how do we ask them to help?' "'I don't know,' replied Indigo. "'Let's go under and see.' The girls sank beneath the surface and watched the dolphins circling them. Grandma's dolphin swam forward, the mothers keeping their babies at a safe distance. The old scarred dolphin swam right up close and lay on her side, staring at the girls with one eye. We've lost granddad's teeth, said Indigo. The group has them stuck in his mouthy, said Summer and pointed down below to Bluey, who was still swimming lazily about the big rock, with Grandad's teeth hanging from his lips. Grandma's dolphin smiled and rolled away from the girls. The other dolphins around her scattered and dived down deeper, and swam into a circle around Bluey. Bluey looked up at the dolphins, his big blue lips straining over the foreign article in his mouth, and something in him must have sensed that the dolphins were here to help. Grandma's dolphin dived down into the centre of the circle where Bluey swam and gently hovered just above him. Bluey looked at her suspiciously, but didn't swim away. Grandma's dolphin inched closer to Bluey, tiny bit by tiny bit, until she was right in front of the groper. Bluey looked around him and saw that he was surrounded by dolphins now. Even if he wanted to swim away, there was nowhere to go. He looked up at Grandma's dolphin, and the two of them were almost nose-to-false teeth. Then she gently, ever so gently, nudged Bluey's mouth with her bottle-shaped nose. The teeth didn't budge, but it seemed that now Bluey understood what the dolphin was trying to do, and he lifted his head higher. It seemed he was trying to pull his lips back from around the teeth. Grandma's dolphin nudged Bluey again, and again, and again and on the third time that she butted her nose against his mouth, the teeth dislodged and floated up and away from Bluey. He was free. A look of great relief passed over his face, and he turned and swam away, down under the rock, out of sight, no doubt nursing a fairly sore jaw. The teeth floated through the water, and one of the baby dolphins swam forward and took the teeth very gently in its mouth. Indigo and Summer's eyes popped. Was the baby dolphin going to accidentally eat them? Indigo and Summer desperately had to breathe, and not knowing what was going to happen next, they burst through the surface and took a huge gulp of fresh air. They ducked under again as soon as they could, amazed at what they had seen, but also worried that perhaps they had still lost Grandad's teeth after all. But as they came back under the water, an incredible thing happened. The two baby dolphins were swimming right in front of Indigo and Summer, one of them still holding Grandad's teeth in its jaw. Grandma's dolphin was behind them, and their mum's behind her, not looking in the least bit worried. The baby dolphin, who was carrying the teeth, swam up to Indigo. Indigo held out her hand, and the dolphin released the teeth into her outstretched palm. Indigo closed her fingers around Grandad's teeth and said, in Dolphin, Thank you! Then both Indigo and Summer reached out their hands and the two baby dolphins pushed their noses into their palms. They felt strong and sleek and warm and a little tickly. Then, after just a moment... The dolphins all turned and pushed off away from Indigo and Summer, into the deep. The two babies turned and looked at the girls as they left, and smiled. Indigo and Summer waved to the dolphins, then swam up to the surface, took a breath and looked at each other. They were speechless. They swam slowly toward the jetty, reveling in the magic that had just happened. They had called the dolphins! The dolphins had understood them and helped them, and the two baby dolphins had touched their hands, a sign of friendship. And they had Grandad's teeth back. They climbed up the ladder onto the jetty. Bib? <laughs> asked Grandad. Yes, said Indigo, and passed the teeth to Grandad. Bum. <laughs> Grandad went to put them in his mouth immediately. No, wait, Grandad. They've been in a groper's mouth and a dolphin's mouth. You should wash them first. Grandad garbled something unintelligible. (coughs) Then picked up a bottle of water, rinsed the teeth and put them into his mouth. Indigo and Summer winced. It didn't seem very hygienic. Ah, nothing to fear said Grandad, finally making sense again. Those sea creatures are probably cleaner than any of us. Thanks, girls, for bringing them back to me. Looks like you had a little help, huh? Oh, Grandad, it was the most incredible experience ever, said Summer. Yep, I could see from here, said Grandad. Looks like Grandma has taught you well. And now the dolphins are your friends. Yes, yes. I think they are, said Indigo. The baby dolphins touched our hands. Ah, friends for life, that is, said Grandad. Friends for life. Now, come on, let's go home and cook some fish and chips. That whiting I caught is a real backslapper. slapper. Enough to feed all four of us. As Indigo and Summer walked back along the jetty with their Grandad, Grandma came putting in on the boat. She climbed out and pulled the boat up the beach, and they joined her on the sand. Everything all right out there? asked Grandad. Oh, yes, all is well today, replied Grandma. Though I hear Bluey tried to eat your false teeth, she laughed. You know, said Indigo and Summer all at once. Course she knows, said Grandad. Doesn't miss a trick, this one and he put his arm around Grandma as they walked up the beach toward the shack together. And I hear you two made some new little friends, Grandma said to the girls. Yes, Grandma, we did, said Indigo. Thanks, Grandma, said Summer, for teaching us to speak dolphin. My pleasure, said Grandma. It's good to know the dolphins have two lovely girls like you looking out for them. So, said Grandad, going to tell your friends from school about today? Um, said Indigo, I think we'll keep it as our secret. What do you think, Summer? Yep, our secret, for sure, whispered Summer. Fair enough, said Grandad. Now, let's go make some fish and chips.